Yes, that is the signal that it is the collision review that is starting today on the Mr. Warren Hayes Show channel. Hello, <laughs> it's me, Mr. Warren Hayes, and I'm accompanied by the first dog of the uh, Mr. Warren Hayes Show uh, thing, Juno, who has a brand, who has a brand, who has a brand new squeaky toy that I purchased for her yesterday because she was tearing through her squeaky toys. Got her one of these uh, Korg things, these Korg deals, right? Um, I'm sure many dog owners know about them. You know, there's these extra sturdy, like super strong dog toys. Um, and, and it's in the shape of a, of a big bone, of a big orange one. I'm not going to take it away from her because she's going to think, you know, it's time to play. Despite the fact that she's... Despite the fact that she, she's trying to get my attention nonetheless... But, uh, look, it's the collision review. <laughs> it's the collision review. I'm going to be talking about the, uh, the November 4 uh, edition uh, of Collision in the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, a much more soothed Warren Hayes, much more calm today as opposed to the previous time we sat down to talk to, uh, to each other, which was on the collision review, uh, the, the dynamite review, excuse me, this week. Um... Because, look, this is the great dichotomy between uh, Dynamite and uh, Collision. The two shows are different. They feel different. They're put together different. They're not the same. Um, and uh, and that's their greatest strengths. And it also highlights their weaknesses at the same time. And, uh, you know, there was not even a fraction of the, st of the stuff that, uh, that uh, made me lose my mind uh, on, on Friday. Uh, no, on Friday, on Wednesday, uh, Thursday, when I recorded the review, of course. Um, no, I, di I didn't do that. No, I recorded on Wednesday. I'm so confused in my timelines. I, I recorded the... Look, it doesn't matter. We're, we're getting to unnecessary specifics, and I'm digging myself into a hole on these unnecessary specifics. I just want to do this. I want to talk about... I, you know, a good little show. I, you know, nothing memorable but not boring by any chance not bad either just some good little tv wrestling uh one would call this a transitional episode of collision leading us into um into different pastures uh heading uh, heading into different directions there was a lot of stuff happening on the show a lot of things were going on um and uh and you had some pretty good wrestling to top of i'm not look i'm not a difficult man I'm not a picky man. I just know what I like. And I think it's important to be able to put that into words and convey that. No matter how passionately I can I do it, uh, you know I always like to think I'm fair about it, you know, and I think yeah, and I and I think Juno agrees with me right now that uh that I you know, I'm a very fair and balanced <laughs> in in my, in my analysis. You know, people got upset. Some, you know, some people got upset at uh, at my thoughts, my very, very uh, impassioned thoughts of of uh, this Wednesday's dynamite. Uh, but otherwise, I feel it was very well received. Um, I even got some messages in private from folks who uh, who uh, who appreciated uh, what I put forth and how I criticize things and how I analyze things. And look. I don't want to spend my time doing a post-mortem on the collision show of a dynamite review, but 
I think I can take a moment a moment to say that criticism is important and criticism does not mean hatred. Criticism always, you know, real criticism real criticism always comes from a from a from a place of love. So if you act off of that I think you're fine and I think you will always find the balance and the uh uh the situations to uh to convey your points and 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 make what you feel come across as valid how about that but let's get to this show uh november 4 2023 as we mentioned from the interest bank arena in wichita kansas 3026 according to WrestleTix, the number of tickets distributed for the show we just barely made it over 3000 again these are not great these are not great you know can you know pat yourself we can you know, sit here and, and 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 get excited when AEW makes five thousand people ma- ma- makes an attendance for a, a taping at five thousand people, but it's not a it's not that's not a good thing. You know, it's not something. It's it, it's still not good when you're hitting up big arenas, and I'm not saying the Interest Bank Arena is, but when you're hitting up big arenas and you can barely fill. A quarter of the building it's still bad especially from where we were some time ago not that long ago actually anyway 3026 people in attendance for this show we got the cold opens we're going to talk about the cold opens this week because there's two things one thing of course significantly happened but the other thing we had ftr in the cold open right and look, I, I'm not, I, I've got nothing to point to. I've got no, no reality to, uh, no details, no specifics. I got nothing, no reports, nothing. I just have a, a gut instinct here that I feel like FTR kind of zoned out. I don't think this is the FTR that were that we had last year or even the year before that that were biting into things you know or even earlier this year when you know with the cm punk and cm punk coming back and collision starting they feel much more muted i don't want to say subdued muted right they feel a little uh this cold open where usually dax would you know regale us about uh Tales about his uh, daughter and his family. Now it's just like, yeah, we're in the main event. Top guys out. Okay. Isn't that, you know, previously we'd have proper promos. He'd get some stuff off. You know, I made a joke about the family and whatnot, but you know, he would cut a promo. Dash would, uh, would be a little more, uh, a little more invigorated and I find it it shows in their demeanor when they come to the ring and once they're in the ring you know doing the the shake hand things we'll talk about that too you know but when they're doing the shake hand things with LFI and it all just feels like they're going through motions doing what they're told as opposed to being into it I don't know a lot of a bit of a boo-boo attitude here I'm feeling I can't be alone. 
Then we do the, the, the other cold opens and then Swerve Strickland has his cold open. And he gets attacked by AR Fox as it happens. I like this. This is good. Keeps you on your toes. You're like, holy shit, okay. Means you should watch the show from the start, right? Not that they should do this every week, but this notion of, you know, the unexpected can happen at any given moment on this show is phenomenal. So they jumped in. They, 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 when I mean the the production, they 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 jumped into the match right after the the proper, you know, the 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 the, the proper entrance song stuff, and we get into the match where AR Fox is beating up uh, Shane Strickland right to the ring. And you know what? I like this match. I thought it was a good TV match. And he's in control with uh, he being AR Fox. He's in control with a lot of uh, high-flying offense, a lot of high-flying moves. He's playing the hits, dives to the floor. Strickland gets in control for a while, and uh, there's a lot of great near falls in, in this match between the two, but uh, it's uh, Swerve who gets the win with the uh, Swerve Stomp, and uh, I thought this was very good. Good showcase for Fox. Again, kind of feel like you can't help but feel like whatever booking malpractice happened to kick him out of the Mogul Embassy is legitimately going to pigeonhole him in this spot where he's going to come across like he might get something done but will eventually never ever win a big one. Like, I, as we used to call them back in the day, he's a JTTS, right? A jobber to the stars. That's all he'll ever be. And it's a shame because I think he's got, you know, he's got the the talent and the uh, the dynamics to rise above that station. And Swerve, just being a perfectly slimy uh, heel as usual. I, I I don't know. I keep telling, talking about how fantastic I think he is. You know, let I'll I'll pump the brakes on it this week because I feel like it's a broken re record, but. Uh, uh, you know, to me, his ceiling is world champion. And he'd be a breath of fresh air up there uh, at the top uh, for multiple reasons. Trust me, I'd be very excited for Swerve to be up there. I think he'd bring something very different to the table. And we saw that he can get he can get the big match. We can get the big match out of him. We saw that at WrestleDream. And we're probably going to see it again at uh, Full Gear. After the match, the uh, uh, the uh, the entirety of the Mogul Embassy who were who were there, Sans uh, uh, Brian Cage, they were all coming in to attack Fox. So FTR jumped in. Then Ricky Starks and Big Bill came in. Then LFI came in, and then uh, that chased off the heels. And FTR tried to shake hands with LFI, but they wouldn't do it. And in the meantime, up in the rafters, you had the House of Black who were watching this. All four of them. We'll get back to that in a while. Uh, we get... Um, we get uh, uh, some pre-tapes from uh, MJF and uh, the Bullet Club Gold. Specifically, Jay White. MJF uh, basically telling... 
Jay White that he's making him into a star. Just check Google Trends. And uh, meanwhile, uh, uh, Jay White, you know, said, you know, the, use the words I like to, I love to use. We, I told you so, which is one of his, one of his aggravatingly signature uh, uh, promo parts from uh, from when he was in New Japan. And um, and they'll be back on Dynamite this week. Yes, indeed, they will. Kip Sabian is backstage being interviewed. He's announcing that he's, he has a he has a, a a new group with the Work Horsemen. And uh, they are uh, so, and he's looking to get some. He's looking to get some um, some revenge on Mark Briscoe, who. Uh, um, who attacked him a couple of weeks ago. So he's like, get yourself some partners, partner. Work horsemen are great. Like, you know, everyone says they're the most underrated team. Yeah, well, not everyone, but, you know, commentary was putting over. They're probably the most underrated team in, in AEW. is like, give them, give them some wins. Give them, like, because, you know, J.D. Drake, Anthony Henry, they're fantastic. They're just absolutely fantastic. They're a tremendous tag team. They should be doing more. Anyway. Instead, we're going to get the Kingdom defeating Brixton Nash and Jameson McGregor. They come out with Roderick Strong and they're doing the they're, they're doing the, the stuff. It like it doesn't matter. After the match, you know, Roderick Strong pops out of his wheelchair to Lay down one of the guys, lay out one of the guys, and, uh, and then he's like, oh, my neck, look, all right. you all know how I feel about this stuff. But then we start getting into stuff that I can sink my teeth into. Then Mark Briscoe, he cuts a fantastic little promo backstage. Good segment with Lexi Nair here. And he's looking for his two partners. FTR come up and they say, brother, we'll do double duty for you. We're best buds. Mark Briscoe's like, fellas, I love you, but you got to focus on your stuff. I'll find myself two people. Lexi asks who those two people are, and he says, I cannot divulge that information you know, in the most Mark Briscoe way possible. Just tremendous. Then we move on to Darby Allen defeating Lance Archer. Of course, you know this, you know the layout of this match. Darby Allen eats shit. For the entirety of the match. And gets a sneak win on Lance Archer. But it's good to see Lance Archer coming out, you know, not in Texas. Doing stuff and he's with Jake Roberts again. And you know, Darby has some hope spots throughout it all. Uh, there's this great spot where Lance Archer chokeslams Darby on the apron. And, you know, a, a fully extended, I will carry you around choke slam kind of thing. Just good stuff. Allen pulls off a, a win with a top rope sunset bomb. Like I said, like, it's good. Good match. Fun time. We've seen this Darby Allen match before, if that makes sense. I don't think there's necessarily anything. I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that. It's just, you know, 
We're not reinventing the wheel here. After the match, uh, Jake Roberts has a mic. And he says he didn't come to this fight with only one piece of artillery. And he introduces the righteous with whom he seems to be aligned now. Vincent said something about, um, I don't know, it doesn't matter. But he came out snapping his fingers. Jake says he knows these guys are able to get the job done. He's like, well, when it comes to when it comes to AEW main roster, main programming, they haven't been getting much jobs done, period. And what does that say about Lance Archer? Anyway, all of this, all of this is enough distraction for Lance Archer to sneak up on Darby and land the uh the blackout on him. So Looks like uh, looks like we've got a little a little collision program here, I guess. Because now we, you know, we've got the sting. I, I, what are we doing? Are we setting stuff? Maybe we're setting stuff up for post uh, full gear. Maybe we're just doing a little collision uh, TV angle here, which we've seen before, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with TV only angles. Not everything needs to be a big uh, pay per view to do. Um, will this have any tie-in with Sting's retirement? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But look, the Righteous and Lance Archer, and uh, I mean, look, Jake Roberts and the Righteous work, right? That's a hand-in-hand type of uh, type of connection. I'm okay with that. Then we have another group friend session with Chris Statlander, Willow Nightingale, and Sky Blue. I don't know what they're doing with this. I, I really don't know what they're doing with this. And Sky Blue has, uh, Sky Blue has the charisma of of a shoe. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what they're doing with this. It's all very vague and redundant. What is this like week three, of, you know, we've requested time so that we could. You know, air our friendship woes out in public. Now they're all reconciling because Sky Blue did the right thing and she turned on Julia Hart by, you know, spray painting. It's not spray painting, but misting her. Couldn't even do it on the face. Sort of, you know, hit the you know, upper chest, lower chin area. Anyway. They're all friends now, apparently. That's the takeaway. Uh, we get the acclaimed 69-day celebration. Look, uh, um, just in case you're new here to the uh, to the show, because there are new people coming in. Like I said, my, you know, I get the freakazoids angry, but somehow I get some more and more people agreeing with me and popping in and joining and, subscribing and following and thank you and hello and welcome <laughs> um so just to reiterate because i've said this multiple times but just in case you're new um the acclaimed stuff is not for me i will always point to them uh, nonetheless as being a true aw success story two guys were thrown together in a tag team, two singles guys where the tag team uh, that Tony just threw together as a tag team was like, make it work. And they did. 
and they got themselves over organically and uh and you know the whole thing connected with the audience tremendously feud with the guns and so on and so forth and uh and they became an extremely popular act and good for them and, and i mean i can't i cannot sit here and tell you this you know this stuff doesn't work it works it just doesn't work for me so when i see a 69 day celebration here and i'm like oh i kind of roll my eyes and then we get 69 balloons in the ring and balloons I'm like my god and what are we doing and then we get the streamers and we're doing a, a, cel- a whole to do a whole celebration for this whereas you know kenny omega's uh, reign longest reign as, as champion was barely even touched on you know it was just a passing thing to set up a match it just goes to show you yeah to me this is just a, an indication as to where their head where their heads are at these days backstage in creative or whatever you want to call it if we're going to do a whole thing around 69 days of champion and i get it don't i, I get it it's he 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 69 i get it but we're going to do a whole thing around that but you know mjf coming after the long the 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 record for the longest reign as AEW world heavyweight champion is is a blip and between us all it is significantly more important than this you know not not saying that they shouldn't do this i'm just juxtaposing it i'm giving you an i'm giving you a a what i feel is an example of where creative's head is at backstage if we're we're going to plan ahead for a six. They've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now. 69 day celebration. Whereas, you know, a significant milestone in the history of the AEW World Championship and a significant milestone for the current World Heavyweight Champion or just World Champion. There's no weight classes in AEW, Warren. Um, These are all things that are, you know, that that's something that's just like tossed aside, right? It's just like, oh, it's just a, a little detail where it is significantly more important. Anyway, so that all being said, knowing that the acclaimed stuff is not for me, this didn't do anything for me and it annoyed me more than anything else get an mjf clip we get streamers there's a trophy they're doing a trophy for this then dalton castle and the boys interrupt with a a very awkward segment very 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 awkward i was shocked at how all these highly charismatic individuals in the ring because dalton bowens billy gunn tremendously charismatic people all in the ring and we're having one of the most awkward segments sitting there going what is going on exactly that leads to a match which really wasn't any good it's all right it wasn't good the the match being billy gunn and the acclaim versus uh, dalton and the boys for the trios titles and anyway that's all right. Move on. 
At least it was short. Uh, Andrade El Idolo is backstage with Lexi Nair. Who asks him if uh, he's put any more consideration into CJ Perry's offer. And you know, he said last week, look, this is my business and no one else's. But next week, I'll give her an answer. So here comes the Miro Andrade promo, folks. Uh, uh, program, excuse me. That's coming up. Andrade's not a great promo, and it had nothing to do with his English. It, it, like it, I'm not, I'm not criticizing his English. His English is fine. I think, I just think, you know, I am a businessman. You know, it's like, you know, there's a re look. There's a reason in WWE they paired him up with Zelina Vega. Remember that. That well, that was truly a high point of his career. That was truly a high point of his career and Zelina's as well. God damn. It was so good. Just tremendous stuff back in NXT. You remember when NXT was good? Remember when there was true value? Anyway. Mark Briscoe announced it comes out in his with his partners Dustin Rhodes and Keith Lee to defeat. Kip Sabian and the Work Horsemen. Didn't they call themselves like the, the Sex Stallions or something? It doesn't matter. Good little match anyway. Um, uh, I thought, uh, you know, the, Mark Briscoe here played Ricky Morton the entirety of the match with, uh, and, uh, but the heels did some fantastic, you know, work. Uh, especially J.D. Drake. I thought he uh, carried the offense for his team. Uh, he and uh, Anthony Henry are just tremendous athletes. And um, uh, and uh, tremendous pro wrestlers, just tremendous pro wrestlers. And it was a good, uh, it was a good little match for what it was. A uh, bit of a glorified squash, but uh, Mark Briscoe did most of the did, did 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 he did most of the work for his team. There seems to be already a little dissent with Kip on the heel side, where Kip tags himself in when the. Uh, when the workhorsemen seem to have things in control and they're like, okay, brother, what the fuck? Dustin plays the hits. Mark Briscoe dives to the floor and does the froggy bow for the win. That's really, that's all there is to it. Come back from a commercial and Mark Briscoe is being interviewed by Lexi Nair backstage. And he says, you know, he hasn't been around, but he's been watching on his 70-inch plasma screen. <laughs> Jay White, who he's beaten up multiple times in tag team action, and he says, look, let's have ourselves a match on Wednesday, you know, because you're going around with this fake gold. Put up your title shot at Dynamite on Wednesday. You and me. I'm like, all right. See, the, 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 this Wednesday's Dynamite is actually shaping up to be a lot better than a lot of, but this is, look, I talked about this. If you're a member of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show channel and you join me for the members only streams that we do, we've already talked about this amongst us members. And I want to make sure I put this out there. There is, there are always circumstances. That, let me say this again. Let me start this over again. It has happened in the past that Tony Khan has put on a subpar dynamite that, uh, that uh, 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 awoken, that would awake the ire of people like me, 
and he would receive a tremendous amount of criticism for, or the show just wasn't any good. So what he would do what is the next week, the following week, he'd just stack up the dynamite with the tremendous matches, right? That's that's usually his MO. So what is he doing for this dynamite this week? You know, after the, you know, the disaster that was last dynamite, uh, he's putting MJF and Daniel Garcia in the main event, or at least for the world title, right? He's given us Samoa Joe and Keith Lee. He's given us Mark Briscoe versus Jay White. He's giving us Penta versus Swerve because we also got that set up. Alex Abrahantes was backstage at some point and I may have skipped past it. Don't remember when it happened exactly anymore. Sorry. But he set that up with Swerve versus Penta. Look, I mean, you're, you're, they're slapping, you know, this is what happens. Got a bad week, comes back, loads up the card. And I'm probably going to finish Dynamite next week and I'll be like, yeah, this this felt like a Dynamite. But then what's going to happen the week after that and the week after that and the week after that? It's one thing to put a Band-Aid on. It's another thing to, you know, put uh, polysporin on it. Make sure the wound heals up nice and cleanly. And that's a more of a long-term thing to do. But I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. He's suddenly, you know, prepping this card in advance, getting people excited, putting on big matches, fun matches with people that uh, that a lot of us want to see. I'm not surprised. Putting Mark Briscoe on the card, yeah, that's significant. Willow Nightingale defeats um, Emi Sakura. I thought this was fine, but I thought their the match they had for the strong women's title back in August, September, a couple of months ago. I thought that was better. No commentary was like this was just as good. No, it really wasn't. <laughs> it it wasn't. It was fine. It was a little weird, actually. Weird, couple of weird spots. The diving crossbody. Not the diving, the low crossbody, I should say. And the, uh, there was a spot with the legs. And tying up the legs. Just a little weird. Spinebuster and Babe with the power bomb for the win. For Willow. Samoa Joe gets uh, interviewed and then that's where we set up the, the match with uh, Keith Lee. He is officially now the longest reigning Ring of Honor television champion. And then the main event, FTR and La Faction Ingobernable, represented by Preston Vance and Roosh, making his return to active competition in AEW, defeated Ricky Starks, Big Bill, and the Gates of Agony in an eight-man match. This was a fun little main event. Didn't knock my socks off. I haven't heard anyone who got, you know, whose socks were knocked off by this, but solid, well put together, good stuff. I, you know, I think the highlight of this match was Roosh. You know, Roosh hasn't wrestled in months at this point, and he came out here swinging, both figuratively and literally. He, I, you know, a guy who had a point to prove, who wanted to show that he was not all talk, uh, that he was uh, ready to, to to light up this feud. And thank God, 
you know, I kind of, I'm kind of thankful for Roosh and this, this spark that he showed because this whole thing with FTR feel really, really, um, out of it. They, they feel there's a disconnect. I'm not feeling the, I'm not feeling the, 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 the grit, but Roosh is out here and he's throwing fools around and he's, he's working and I'm, I'm a critic of Roosh. You know this again, if you've listened to this, to anything I've done, this, you know, since Roosh has joined AEW, I'm always a little wary. He's oftentimes, you know, the smartest guy in the room where do I have to work here? And this is absolutely a match. This eight man tag was absolutely a match where Roosh could have absolutely gotten away with minimal offense, minimal bumps, not saying he bumped like a madman. I don't even think he did all that much. Still, smart on his part, but he worked in this match. And he could have absolutely taken the back seat. Be like, no, guys, do your thing. No, he came in here with something to prove. He had, I don't know if it's a chip on his shoulder or whatever, but he had, he was fired up. It came across. He was electric. Uh, and I was excited for it. Look, he just signed a big money deal with his boss in the back and his you know he's like i'm gonna show you i'm worth the money boss so that you can resign me later same thing with the realistico wasn't working this match but you know he got signed too i i this is this, this is what i gleaned from this match otherwise everyone did their part it was fine good well worked I can't pitch about it. I enjoyed this match. After the match, FTR, once again, they try to shake hands with uh, LFI and they hit the brakes. They being LFI, of course. Uh, and then there's a House of Black promo that pops up on the big screen saying no one cares about FTR anymore. Um, and then the lights come up after the promo and, uh, House of Black are there behind FTR, they attack and, uh, the Blackpool Combat Club, Claudio and Wheeler Yuta come in to, uh, make the save. Malachi avoids a big swing. Lots of moving parts here for this, uh, for this, uh, conclusion of Collision. Again, I have no problems with this show. No significant problems. I thought it was a good little show. Thought it was fine. Uh, you know, it's going to be one that I'm, you know, I'm going to be relegating to memory very shortly. Once I'm done here, probably. But things progressed. Things happened. Wrestling was fine. Was good in some circumstances. I'm not a difficult guy to please. I don't need pay-per-view qualities, pay-per-view quality matches Excuse me. I don't need pay-per-view quality cards every week to say something was good or to keep me satiated. This was fine. I'll be able to move on. Nothing really to recommend. Like, ultimately, you could skip this and you'll be fine. But, you know, you have two hours ahead of you. You got... Fire it up. You'll enjoy the you'll enjoy the first match. For sure. 
And then you can fast forward, you can pick and choose, you can be, uh, there you go. Going to wrap it up for today. Another delicious, yummy collision review. I will be back on Tuesday for another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show proper. We're going to break down the, uh, the, 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 the week in events in news. We're going to be reviewing, um, we're going to be reviewing New Japan Strong's Power struggle, an eventful show. Lots of neat little things happening and a match of the year happening on it as well. I'm excited to talk about it. That'll be happening Tuesday. And uh, impact power struggle as well. That's going to be, not power struggle, turning point. Power struggle was the New Japan thing, Warren. Turning point, um, which uh, uh, which will we, also, we will also be reviewing this week. As well as uh, you know, getting into some nitty gritty on some things happening up and around the world of professional wrestling. But in the meantime, folks, want to hope I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Happy Sunday everyone or whenever you're listening to this and I'll see you next time. <laughs>